Hello, and welcome back to the European People's Podcast. My name is Alexandra, your host. Today, we have another episode of EPP Explainers, this time on part of the EU's response to the coronavirus, the recovery plan for Europe. With the outbreak of the coronavirus, Europe and the world face unprecedented challenges. It has impacted our societies, our economies, our lives, and tested our health and welfare systems in ways we could not have imagined. Italy is in lockdown. 60 million people are now in lockdown as the entire country is declared a red zone. The unprecedented measures will see public gatherings banned, sporting events cancelled, and people urged to stay in their homes. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, and her team put forward an ambitious recovery plan called Next Generation EU. In mapping out the European recovery, the plan invests in the European Green Deal and the move to digitalization to create and boost employment and growth, making our societies and our environment more resilient. This bite-sized episode will explain the recovery plan, what it is and what is happening with it. As previous episodes have explained, when the European Commission makes a proposal, it goes through various stages in the legislative process before it can be adopted. The long-term EU budget and recovery plan are negotiated as a joint package, but each element is adopted in different legislative processes with varying roles for each institution. On the 26th of May, President von der Leyen and her commission proposed a comprehensive recovery plan for Europe to repair the economic and social damage that the pandemic has wrought. And in our union, we know that the boldest measures truly are the safest for the future. And this is why the Commission is today proposing a new recovery instrument called Next Generation EU, worth 750 billion euro. It will sit on top of a revamped long-term EU budget of 1.1 trillion. Next Generation EU, together with the core MFF, sums up to 1.85 trillion euro in today's proposal. Next Generation EU, or NGEU, aims to kickstart the European recovery to protect and create jobs. How? It will use the full potential of the long-term budget, what is known as the multi-annual financial framework. That's a bit of a mouthful, so it is usually abbreviated to MFF. The next MFF runs from 2021 until 2027, with the recovery plan to run from 2021 until 2024. The Commission proposed to create this recovery instrument, Next Generation EU, totalling 750 billion euro, within the long-term EU budget, which is approximately 1,100 billion euro. The Next Generation EU instrument can ensure a sustainable, even, inclusive and fair recovery for all member states. At the same time, the European Commission released a new work programme for 2020. The work programmes, as mentioned in the EPP explainer on the European Commission, are the annual action plans which show how political priorities are turned into concrete actions and measures. The programme for 2020 prioritises actions needed to spur on Europe's recovery and resilience from the pandemic. All the money raised through Next Generation EU and the EU budget are to be channelled into the European Green Deal as the EU's growth strategy, a deeper and more digital single market, a fair and inclusive recovery, and constructing a more resilient union. The recovery plan proposed by the Commission is based on three pillars. Pillars are quite popular in Brussels for use in structuring policy plans. 1. 
supporting EU member states to recover. This includes instruments to support efforts to repair, recover and emerge stronger from the crisis. The second pillar, kickstarting the economy and helping private investment. This includes measures to boost private investment and support ailing companies. The third pillar, learning lessons from the crisis. This includes the reinforcement of key EU programmes to draw the lessons of the crisis and make the single market stronger and more resilient and also accelerate the twin, green and digital transitions. Within each pillar, there are a number of elements, key instruments with funds from the 750 billion euro distributed between them, such as the Just Transition Fund, InvestEU and ReactEU. Other than catchy or not so catchy terms, what does this all mean? Well, here are some examples of the concrete actions and figures that the Next Generation EU package proposes. For the Just Transition Fund, the proposal is to reinforce it with up to 40 billion euro to assist member states in accelerating the transition towards climate neutrality. For the European Agricultural Fund for Rural Development, a 15 billion euro reinforcement is proposed to support rural areas to make the necessary changes in line with the European Green Deal and to help them achieve the ambitious targets in line with the farm to fork strategies. A new health program, EU for Health, is proposed to strengthen health security and prepare for future health crises with a budget of 9.4 billion euro. A 2 billion euro reinforcement is proposed to expand and strengthen RESC-EU, the EU civil protection mechanism. This will allow the EU to prepare for and respond to future crises. For Horizon Europe, 94.4 billion euro is proposed to fund vital research in health, resilience and the green and digital transitions. And in supporting Europe's global partners, an additional 16.5 billion euro is proposed for external action, including humanitarian aid. On the 21st of July 2020, the EU leaders ended their four-day marathon in-person European Council meeting. After difficult negotiations, they agreed on the comprehensive package to lead the way out of the corona crisis and lay foundations for a modern and more sustainable Europe with the long-term budget. In the conclusions from the July European Council, a number of adaptations were made to the Commission's original plan, including to the Recovery and Resilience Facility. The Recovery and Resilience Facility, another catchy title with the acronym RRF, consists of large-scale financial supports to both public investments and reforms, particularly in the areas of green and digital, which make EU countries' economies more resilient and better prepared for the future. It is also to ensure that the money goes to the countries most impacted by the coronavirus. And following the Council conclusions, the amount allocated to it increased to 672.5 billion, of which loans amount to 360 billion euro and grants to 312.5 billion. The current state of play? Negotiations with the European Parliament. Certain legal acts once adopted must then also be approved by member states according to their respective constitutional requirements. On the 23rd of July 2020, the European Parliament issued a resolution on the European Council's conclusions. This sets out the Parliament's own conclusions and serves as a basis, a mandate for negotiations on the long-term EU budget and the recovery plan. The Parliament welcomed the European Council's acceptance of a recovery fund and called its creation a historic move for the EU. The MEPs see the plan as a positive step for short-term recovery but do not agree with long-term budget cuts and have called for the money to be dispersed in grants to those areas hardest hit by the coronavirus crisis. The European Parliament, alongside the European Commission, supports the efforts to uphold the rule of law, fundamental rights and democracy 
in the framework of the MFF and the Recovery Plan. Essentially, linking the distribution of the EU budget and recovery plan resources with respect for the rule of law in member states. This was first proposed by the Commission in May 2018. The proposed rules would allow the EU to suspend, reduce or restrict access to EU funding in a proportionate manner to countries found to be violating the rule of law. This is a concise overview of the historic proposal made by President von der Leyen and her Commission for a Europe-wide recovery instrument and the positions of the Council and the Parliament as well as the current state of play. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode of EPP Explainers. You can subscribe to the podcast so as not to miss an episode and catch up on any you might have missed. Coming up this month, we will be talking about EU-China relations. (laughs) 